get ready for Shuckapalooza. The star of television and Broadway, John Shuck. Hello there, John. Good to see you. The viral John Shuck. John Shuck. John Shuck. The powerful John Shuck. John Shuck. The star of Holmes and Yo-Yo and McMillan, John Shuck. The charming John Shuck. Oh, Shuck. <laughs> Starfleet regulations, that's outrageous. Episode 270, Submission 348. The Monsters Today. The Monsters Today aired in first-run syndication from October 8th, 1988 to May 25th, 1991 for three seasons and a total of 73 episodes. Well, guys, Shuckapalooza week continues. Mike is on assignment this week. Reed, this is actually like the third episode we're taping in this block. Coincidentally, Chico's going to be on assignment in the next episode. Yes. Yes, I'm going to be checking. I'm going to be checking something out for Greg here. Let's just say it got five frosty cold Budweiser's out of six. And apparently it involves a callback to Captain Marvel. And WandaVision. And I'm if, not going to say who, but John Krasinski is involved as well. Wait, Jim Halpert? Jim Halpert. Oh, well, whatever it is, I hope it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a multiverse of fun. Oh, why don't you just tell them you're going to go see Doctor Strange, Chico? I think at this point, everyone knows that John Krasinski's Reed Richards and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, no, the question is, who are you going to get to play the other three members of the Fantastic Four? Uh, oh, Emily Blunt, obviously, and I don't know who you're going to get to play the Human Torch and the thing. Hey, so. if, you need, if you need Ben Grimm, I am available. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um... You know, John Shuck would have been a perfect Ben Grimm like 30 years ago. Because he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's like six foot 70 or something. Six foot 70? What? He's a big guy. He even, oh, he, it, yeah, I know he's a big guy, but still. I mean, on the Monsters Today alone, with all the uh, prosthetic makeup he was wearing, that made him even bigger, for Christ's sakes. Well, in 1988, the people at MCA 
decided, you know what, we're going to bring back the Munsters in first-run syndication. Yep. You know who they got to assist in that endeavor? Someone we surprisingly have talked very little about on this show. Arthur Anacherico. Who that be? The Arthur Company. Oh. Yeah, you know, the guy with the star in his name for the Vanity logo. Yeah, um, he actually did, before this show, he actually did, like, a block of three shows for TBS just so they could say, you know what? We could create premium content at low, low prices. And yet, if you saw Rocky Road or Safe at Home or Down to Earth, it didn't look like it was done on the cheap. Let's just say that. It did not look like it was done on the cheap. Then again, Rocky Road took place on the beach, and that definitely looked like a soundstage, just saying. But yeah, Arthur Anacherico, he teamed up with Lloyd Schwartz. Yes, that Lloyd Schwartz, the son of legendary producer, and a legendary producer in his own right, Sherwood Schwartz. And they basically decided to bring the Munsters into the here and now. And by the here and now, we, of course, mean the 80s. But they did it in the most creative way possible. It started out with, I want to say it was a TV movie, but here's the pilot, still the Munsters after all these years, which is first set in 1966, and it pretty much lays out the premise of the entire show. In 1966, where the original show takes place, Grandpa Munster invents a sleeping machine. Why would you need to invent a sleeping machine? I don't know, but that is the allure of Grandpa Munster. I want to say, after the events of Munster Go Home, you have a sleeping machine. Grandpa invented it. He sets the dial to 30 minutes, invites the entire family to try it out. It's basically a bunch of coffins attached to a timer. They all go to sleep. And after a malfunction, the dial goes from 30 minutes to forever. What? Yeah. Basically sets up the premise. Fast forward to 1988, 22 years into the future, and a land developer and his worker they want to level the Munster House on 1313 Mockingbird Lane. By the way, that is a callback because we did that uh, in Pilot Month 2021. They want to level the Munster House, but they discover the sleeping machine and revive the family. They think they've been asleep for 30 minutes. They've been asleep for 22 years. And now, not only do they have to adjust to life in the 1980s, they also have to find a way to pay back 22 years of bills and back taxes before they lose their house. Ultimately, they do do that, so that sets up the series. Apparently, 
there was such a positive response that they greenlit it to series for syndication, which would have been a big thing back in the mid to late 80s. And that's basically the gist of it. That's how you get from the monsters to the monsters today. I was going to include a bit about how you would have to ignore the events of Monster Go Home. But then I remember Monster Go Home took place in the 1960s. And you could have easily said, you know what? The events of Still the Monsters after all these years, that's the name of the pilot. They took place after Monster Go Home. So there you go. And it's very crazy. But if you want to enjoy this series, there was a second TV movie made called The Monster's Revenge. You have to ignore the events of The Monster's Revenge in order to enjoy this series. Just saying. Okay. All right? All right. But before we get into the episodes, let's talk about The Monsters. As you know, the original Monsters were played by Fred Gwynn and Yvonne DiCarlo, with Pat Priest playing Marilyn, and Butch Patrick, which we talked about in Lidsville way back when. All the way back in episode seven. They played the family proper. And, uh, of course, Al Lewis as Grandpa. Our new monsters are, as Herman Munster, you have... John Shuck. As Lily Munster, his wife, we have Lee Merriweather. That's right. Lee Merriweather. The Lee Merriweather. That's right. One of the three cat women. You know, my favorite part in Batman the movie is the fact that Bruce Wayne has no idea that Miss Kitka, who is Catwoman, is in fact Catwoman. He doesn't figure out that someone named Miss Kitka, whose name is spelled K-I-T, which is kind of Kit-Kat, is in fact the Catwoman. No clue. No clue. Absolutely no clue. And then when he figures it out at the end, you hear, Oh, Marie! <laughs> it's like so heartbreaking. Bruce is like, Oh. That's, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I know. All right. Playing their son, Edward Wolfgang Eddie Munster. Butch Patrick obviously would have aged out in the role, obviously. So, th- so they got Jason Marsden. And of course, you would remember Jason Marsden from the last two seasons of Step by Step. Wasn't he like three or four seasons of Step by Step? Yeah, but I think he was like the last. I think oh, he was promoted as to a regular, regular. As a regular, yeah. Okay, so last two seasons was promoted to regular. That makes sense. So, yeah. But also, we'll be talking about him later this year in Erie, Indiana. Yep. And he's going on to be a good voice actor, too. Yes, he has. Time for this episode's fun fact of the day. Many people think that Jason Marsden and James Marsden 
are brothers. They are not. No. In fact, uh, a lot of people confuse them for being brothers, but they are very good friends. And their wives have been friends since they were six, so. What? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Their wives are friends? Yep. And his best man at his wedding was Will Friedle. Oh, yes. Yes, he of Thundercats and <laughs> Boy Meets World. Yeah. He was Corey's brother on Boy Meets World, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, oh, hold on a second. One day we'll be talking about the Boy Meets World episode with Will's character when he went on Singled Out. Mm-hmm. Remember that episode? I do remember that episode. Where Chris Hardwick went after him over the Naughty Girls, which now in 2022 kind of makes sense as to why he would pretty much go after him for not picking the Naughty Girls. Just remember, Chris Hardwick was exonerated. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Not really. Uh, As Grandpa Vladimir Dracula, we have Howard Morton. And, of course, he would be uh, Carl Kaniski's major domo in Gimme a Break. Gimme a break, I sure deserve it. Time to take it to the top. Yep. And playing the role of Marilyn Munster, at least in this episode, would be Mary Ellen Dunbar. Who is that? I'm trying to figure that one out myself. Uh, Mary Ellen Dunbar, apparently known more as a voice actor nowadays, because she was in episodes of Rugrats, Cow and Chicken, Ah, Real Monsters, and Duckman. But before that, she was a that woman from that thing. She played Brittany on an episode of Charles in Charge. Natasha on an episode of Throb, the pilot episode of Throb. A bride in an episode of Perfect Strangers. And something called She-Wolf of London, where she played Ellen Kravitz. Oh, She-Wolf of London. That was an MCA TV produced joint. That was also in first run syndication. It has Kate Hodge. And Neil Dixon, how dare you slander the great Kate Hodge on this podcast? <laughs> I oh, oh, you know who else was in She Wolf of London? Who? Diane Udale. Who's Diane Udale? She was one of the uh, British American gladiators, and she went on to host the uh, British version of Finders Keepers. Oh, okay. All right. And then midway through the um, show, it changed its format and title to Love and Curses. And the reason why is because they couldn't afford to shoot in London anymore. Is this going to be one of those uh, situations where they shoot the Magic Kingdom, the Cinderella's Castle in the Magic Kingdom, and then Super Imp on it, London? No, not like Thunder in Paradise. I was about to say, call back to Thunder in Paradise. Oh, yeah, where John O'Hurley's in a castle in London. Bullcrap! That is clearly Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom. But, of course, that was the pilot. They ordered the series, and they had to replace Marilyn, 
with the person who would go on to play Marilyn for the rest of the series, and that would be Hilary Van Dyke, who played Joan of Arc in an episode of Life Goes On, and Joanna in an episode of Future Entry, What a Dummy. Greg, I checked, it's already on the list. Good. But yeah, oh, I remember What a Dummy. That was terrible. That was in day. It's syndication. What do you want? It had the one kid from Harry and the Hendersons in it. That was about it. But yeah, this was actually the last thing she ever did on uh, IMDb. Right? Not necessarily. She hosted three years of something called The Hollywood Beat, which I'm guessing is... Some E.T. ripoff, probably. I don't know. I don't know either. So those are the principles. We have a lot of episodes to go over, so we're not going to waste any time here. So let me stretch myself out here. Okay. We start with episode one, Vampire Pie. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Herman decides to become a monster chef in order to win a cooking contest, but two problems arise. Marilyn is dating one of the judge's sons, and Grandpa discovers that one of Herman's ingredients causes regular folks to go hacky. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Playing one of the judges, D.D. Nelson, is Mary Cataret, a.k.a. Jack Tripper's fiancé? Slash... Well, she does become his wife in the, um last episode of Three's Company, and then subsequently on the spinoff Three's a Crowd. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about Three's a Crowd, obviously. Yeah, we're going to have it scheduled for like later on at the end of the year. But Yeah, we, we have it on our list. The list, as it were. And by the way, Mary Cataret now runs an antique shop in her home state of Connecticut. Hey, you can, you can make the drive up to Connecticut. Well, I'd have to take the Port Jefferson Ferry to Connecticut. But hey, if you're ever in that antique shop she runs, tell them it was a thing on TV sent you. I can picture you going to that uh, antique shop, looking at the owner and saying, didn't you used to quack after eating a pie on that episode of The Monsters Today? (laughs) She'd look at me like I'm some sort of moron. Like, how the hell would you remember that? And I'd be like, ma'am, don't ask. (laughs) Okay, episode two, a little Russian dressing. Grandpa wins three wishes in the Transylvania sweepstakes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the wishes are. I don't want to know what the wishes are. Oh, by the way, I should mention... uh, while Arthur Anacherico and Lloyd Schwartz produced the show, it was actually Alan Burns, yes, that Alan Burns, and Chris Hayward who brought the show to series in the 80s. Okay. Just so, just so we're clear on that. All right. Episode three, Flyweight Champion of the World. Grandpa casts a spell to make the bullied Eddie stronger. I will always remember this episode as the episode where Lily has to uh, 
there's Eddie, or at least his eye, with a slab of raw beef. I wish I was kidding, I'm not. And the name of the bully, I can't believe I'm about to say this. The name of the bully is Headlock Henderson. Headlock Henderson. Yeah. And the name of the guy who played Headlock Henderson is Daniel Reardon. And the thing of it is, he is now known as a preeminent video game voice actor. He was in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Days Gone, Spider-Man, yes, that Spider-Man, the the PlayStation Spider-Man. Okay, not the video game based on the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. The Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind, Halo Wars 2, and Mass Effect Andromeda. He was also one of the locals on a 2019 episode of This Is Us. Oh, we can't get enough of This Is Us on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to miss This Is Us. Oh, I am too. Oh, well, it's going to be sad not to have Mandy Moore on television, but you know what? Oh, she'll be on television again soon. Oh, yeah, she's going to be out on tour, I see, on the Instagram, so... Good for Mandy. She's getting. I heart done. Mandy Moore. Always everyone, have. Everyone loves Mandy Moore. Episode five: Designing Monsters. Lily leaves the household chores for Herman when she lands a job as a fashion designer. And we have actually a couple of callbacks to previous Arthur Company productions. Playing the role of Susan is Desiree Bachetti, who was on. Rocky Road. She was one of the stars of that show. Oh. And John Fujioka played Mr. Hagashiwara, sadly no longer with us, but he was actually in he was actually in a lot of productions. He was actually uh, he was in the China Cruise episodes of The Love Boat. The Love Boat. Episode 6. Farewell, Grandpa. Immigration officials arrive for Grandpa, who hasn't filed for citizenship. One of those... Oh my god, these names. There are a couple of big names on this episode. Playing the role of Don Steinberg, I'm guessing one of the agents, is Gregory Sierra. Yes. Chano from Barney Miller. That's right. And also, wasn't he one of the wands in uh, Soap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if Mike was here, he'd be like, oh, yeah, he was one of the wands, the leader of the wands. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, and he was also in uh, Sanford and Son as uh, Fred's neighbor. So Mike here from Parts Unknown on Assignment. Gregory Sierra did not play one of the wands. He was the leader of the wands, you're right, but he was known as El Puerco. The pig. And, oh gosh, we're going to talk about this guy later this year. Playing the role of William Wickham is Ron Coleman, a.k.a. Philip Covington III on the Brady Brides. Oh, yes. Hey, we got someone else who's from the Brady Brides who's going to show up later on. But, yeah, isn't he the one who married Jan? 
He is the one who married Jan. Yeah, he's the um. What was his character? Wasn't he like a professor? He was or a something? professor at a junior college. Oh, okay. Yes, we'll talk more about this when we talk about the Brady Brides later this year. Oh, I'm looking forward to the Brady Brides. Episode seven: Corporate Monsters. Herman turns into a businessman when he becomes a company's majority stockholder. Not important how. <laughs> uh, interesting thing. This episode was actually directed by... Are you ready for this? Okay, Bo- who directed this? Bonnie Franklin. Wait. One day at a time, Bonnie Franklin? One day at a time, Bonnie Franklin. That Bonnie Franklin? That Bonnie Franklin directed this episode. And this episode has... As Douglas Carswell, CEO, Charlie Brill. Yes, that Charlie Brill. Wow. Ruth Buzzy also plays an undetermined role, but if you don't know who Ruth Buzzy is, just no, just go away. Go away. Just no. Episode eight Herman the Astronaut. Herman is chosen to participate in a government project that would take him to Venus. Why would that be possible to land on Venus? Isn't it just gas on Venus? I want to say it is. If somebody, if we're we're wrong on that, you can just let us know, but I want to say that's just like a gas giant there. Okay, uh, playing himself is astronaut Gordon Cooper. One of the Mercury astronauts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Gordo Cooper, yeah. He was portrayed by Dennis Quaid in The Right Stuff, which, oh, by the way, since I had mentioned The Right Stuff, we're taping this right after Fred Ward passed away, who played uh, Virgil Gus Grissom in The Right Stuff. R.I.P. Fred, we miss you. Virgil I. Grissom. Or Gus. What was that? Gus. Nobody calls me by it. That other name. Gus. An astronaut named Gus. What's your middle name? Ivan. Ivan. <clears throat> well, maybe Gus isn't so bad. Might be something there. And playing the role of Dr. Sandra Brown is Nancy Dussault. We talked about her actually in reference to the morning program when Bob Saget, we miss you, Bob, was also on that show. When yeah. we talked about how I met your mother's uh, Super Bowl episode. Yeah, it's true. Because, yeah, that was right before Bob did Full House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the many, many experiments CBS did with their morning slot right after uh, they canceled Captain Kangaroo. Yep. Episode 9. Rock Fever. Marilyn invites her favorite rock group to the house, a game that's turned into lizards by Grandpa's latest invention. Oh no, Grandpa. What are you doing? Turning people into lizards? He can't stop inventing things, bruh! Just stop inventing things, Grandpa. It's just not working. And two of those famous rockers were played by David Coburn and Alan Fawcett. David Coburn is known more or less as the voice of Captain Planet. Wait, Captain Planet? Pan Global Oil keeps dumping sludge into the Atlantic Ocean. 
That burns my ass! Forget it, Ted. There's nothing you can do. Maybe I can't, but Captain Planet can! Captain Planet! <laughs> Captain Planet! <laughs> Captain Planet! <laughs> Captain Planet! Where are we gonna dump our sludge next? Well, the Grand Canyon could hold a lot of sludge. Oh, it sure could. Yeah, let's sludge the hell out of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Is that Ted Turner? I think it is. What the hell's he doing? I don't know. He's on one of those zip lines. Oh, yeah. Is that what they're called? Zip lines? Yeah, zip lines. Yeah, I always thought it was... Oh, Captain Planet! You got glass in my eye! And my foot in your balls, Captain Planet! What do you want, Mr. Turner? Just sign this pledge not to dump any more sludge and I'll let you go! Okay, okay! This appears to be in order. Protect the environment, or I'll f kill you, Captain Planet! <laughs> Remember, kids, recycle. Or else Ted Turner's gonna kick you in the nuts. True facts. True facts. And Alan Fawcett, of course, the host of Putting on the Hips, a.k.a. the original Lip Sync Battle. Yeah, but that one didn't have Tom Holland in drag. No, that was classic. That was classic. Episode 10, Professor Grandpa. Grandpa's bizarre scientific theories don't go over well with this staid chemistry professor. Jack Fletcher said professor. Okay. Yeah. And this isn't his first... Uh, flirtation with the dark arts, let's say, because he did play Mr. Bigelow in the 1988 movie Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Ooh. Episode 11. Say, ah. Herman's all set to undergo surgery, but the family sets out to cancel the doctor's plans. What? They're, they're just going to find out that he's made of other people's. And it stars David Byrd, who sadly is no longer with us. He played the judge in Tango and Cash. So. Well, Tango and Cash. He was also the pharmacist on the finale episode of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. We talked about the finale uh, when we talked about the grudge match. Mm -hmm. Because of uh, John Panette was yep. in the grudge match. And he was in the Seinfeld finale. as the guy who got mugged in the Seinfeld finale leading to Jerry and the gang being in their trial and such. Episode 12, A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Cereal. An advertising executive recruits Herman to endorse a cereal product. Well, Dave, if, it, if it's not Frankenberry, then get the F out. Yeah, David Horowitz guest stars as himself. Wow. Because, duh. Episode 13, Computer Mating. Grandpa turns to a video dating service with hopes of finding the perfect woman. <laughs> because of course he does. And I'm guessing the perfect woman is Nanette Fabre? As Dottie, yes. And let's be honest. Is 
Nanette Fabre not the perfect woman? You're going to sit here and tell me that Nanette Fabre is not the perfect woman? Yeah, I mean, come on. It's Nanette freaking Fabre for crying out loud. Episode 14. Mick Munster. Oh, jeez. Oh, the Munsters turn their house into a bed and breakfast den. Oh, God. And uh, from It's Scary Shandling Show, you have Paul Wilson as one of the guests. And another appearance by Desiree Bichetti from earlier this season. But perhaps the biggest name on this episode play the role of Barney Morley. Donnie Most. Donnie Post. Ralph Mouth from Happy Days. Yep. Of course, to a certain generation of kids, he will always be one of the voices on Dungeons and Dragons, the animated series. Oh, I didn't know he was on the Dungeons and Dragons animated series. Oh, yeah. I never watched Dungeons and Dragons, the animated series. I'm sorry, what? I was never into Dungeons and Dragons. Mark Avanier, if you're listening, I want to apologize for Greg here. He clearly has taken leave of his senses. I never got into the board game. I never got into the NES game. So, Yeah, but everybody gets into the animated series. Okay, I'll watch the animated okay, series. Okay, you will. You need to watch the animated series. Okay, I'll watch it. Okay, okay. It I doesn't just... have Fabio in it like in Wizards and Warriors 2 Iron Sword, does no, it? No, it does not. No, oh, it does well, not. That, that's a shame. That's a shame. I wanted to see a scene in the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon with Fabio was in it where he gets hit in the face by a goose. It was that one time it was the first ride of Apollo's chariot. Leave him alone. But it was funny. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was hella funny. What am I talking about? Episode 15. One blew over the monster's nest. That's blue as in short for influenza. Oh. Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn runs away from home when she feels unloved. Oh. And play the role of Mrs. Cousins. It seems like every name, every episode in the first season has like this big name. Play the role of Mrs. Cousins is Dr. Joyce Brothers. Oh, Dr. Joyce Brothers. One of the first people on television in the television age to be known for being known. Yeah, that's right, because as we all know, she made her name on the $64,000 question and got all her money in boxing, and won it legitimately. Yep. Ain't no cheaters up in here. No, sir. Episode 16, The Green-Eyed Munster. Lily enters the Mrs. Transylvania contest, a move that sparks objection from Herman. Well, I don't blame Herman. Why would Lily want to enter a Miss Transylvania contest? We'll let you think about that for a second. We have a name in this episode playing the role of Lewis Schechter as Robert Clary, who you would probably remember from Hogan's Heroes, Corporal Louis LeBeau. Okay. 
Yes. Okay. Yep. And in the uh, 80s and 90s, he would spend some time on your stories, namely Days of Our Lives as Robert LeClaire and The Bold and the Beautiful as Pierre Jordan. Ooh. Episode 17, The Not-So-Great Escape. Grandpa wants to enter the Houdini Open Classic, but Lily and Herman aren't thrilled with the idea. Yeah, because, let's be honest, most of Grandpa's inventions, they don't work that well. They all suck! Someone needs to tell Grandpa, your ideas suck! And if you needed any evidence, me pointing frantically at the sleeping machine. If Grandpa was on Shark Tank, like, Mark Cuban and everybody on the panel would just say, this is stupid. Like, what is this? What is this? This is nothing. And Robert Herjavec would just look at him and say, pass. Okay, play the role of Mother Nature, Kay Ballard. Oh, Kay Ballard. I love Kay Ballard. Oh, Kay Ballard, a legend. And good friends with Paul Lind. Mm hmm. Episode 18 Two Left Feet. Get it? Because it's a joke on my left foot. Marilyn's dream date may be canceled when the boys' parents meet the monsters. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Said boys played by Scott Reeves, who is not known for much except for a few roles in your stories, most notably The Young and the Restless, but he played Sean Robertson in Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, yes, Jason takes Manhattan. I did not know that Manhattan looked a lot like Toronto. No, wasn't this taped in Los Angeles? No, I think it was taped in Canada. Friday 13, Part 8, yeah. Oh, Friday 13, I thought we were talking about the monsters, so my mistake. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm playing uh, Dustin's parents, Greg Malavey, and Mary Cataret. So Mary Cataret makes a... uh, Return makes a return so a bit of continuity here because remember Marilyn was seeing Dustin in the first episode yes I love the continuity nods so far alright episode 19 lights camera monsters Grandpa Lily used Marilyn's home movie to help Eddie with his spelling now, playing the role... Now, we have a couple of names on this episode. Uh, playing Miss Foster, Eddie's teacher, Bernie Watson, a.k.a. Vi from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith's mama. Oh, okay. And playing his uh, classmate, Howie Buchanan, is Richard Stephen Horvitz, who is known less for his role on Safe at Home, another Arthur Company joint, and more for being the original voice of Alpha 5 on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Aye, 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 aye. I was waiting all show for that. Yeah, well. All right. Episode 20, Neighborly Monsters. 
hey, Greg Bolivia and Mary Cataret are back, and they're discovering the oddities of the Munster family. Okay, now here's where it sort of kind of goes off the rails, because in the perfect world, that episode would have aired before the first episode. Yeah, this is probably, they just taped them and they just aired them out of order. Yeah. So we meet the Nelsons, presumably for the first time. Episode 21, The Munster Hoopsters. Herman recruits his cousin to teach Eddie the finer points of basketball. Because despite his height, Herman Munster has no game. Well, come on, Herman's tall. How can Herman have no game? He's also very clumsy. That is true. But I mean, I don't know many tall basketball players who can't play good. Apparently has no hops. Playing that role is Peter Isaacson, who's known for Keys to Tulsa, Surf 2, and four episodes of Valerie slash The Hogan Family. Guys, Peter Isaacson was Seaman Pruitt on CPO Sharky. I'm absolutely amazed by you two. Uh, also, he made the rounds on a lot of games in the 70s. Match Game, $20,000 Pyramid, Hollywood Squares, Crosswits. Everything like in the late 70s, it seems. But yes, Herman Munster has no game. No game. Episode 22, Don't Cry Wolfman. After pulling off a bank heist, two thieves choose the Munster's home to hide the money. Why would you choose the Munster's home to hide your money? Because reasons. It is the most... Scary-looking house. They figure, okay, we'll put our money here. Nobody's clearly going to come into the house. And it sticks out like a sore thumb, too, so. Yeah, but that's not a good idea. You didn't think this through, did you? You don't have a safe house where you can put your money? You got to put the money in somewhere inconspicuous. Not in something that looks like the house that Ty forgot. Come on, am I the only person who thinks of these things? Uh, play the role of bank robbers, Bert and Fingers Fearman. We have Kip King, who is, uh, who is Kip King? He's known as, oh, he was, one of, he was a technician of the original movie version of Westworld. Oh, okay. I believe we made a reference to uh, technicians in a previous episode. Yeah, I just don't remember which. Uh, neither do I. And play the role of Finger Spearman, Jerry Hauser. That's right. Jerry Hauser, who played Marcia's husband in The Brady Brides. We have both Brady husbands in season one of The Monsters Today. That's right. And also Richard Stephen Horvitz returns as Howie. Because Howie and Eddie, they tight. Yeah. Hey, just remember, one of you is going to be Stacey Keaton's boyfriend on Step by Step. The other is going to be the voice of a robot. Episode 23, The Howling. When Eddie's howling voice keeps him out of the glee club, Grandpa devises a wacky situation. John Fujioka returns as Mr. Higashigawa. And couple of uh, 
unknowns as his classmates. So we're not going to go over that much. Yeah. Episode 24. This is the season finale. Oh, the monster. Herman becomes irresistible when he's accidentally sprayed with grandpa's love. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till you see who's playing the person who can't resist Herman. Oh, who can't resist John Shuck as Herman Munster? Who is it? Playing the role of Ms. Jessica Bowden, Lois Nettleton. Oh my god! This just gets better and better! Oh, Lois Nettleton falling for John Shuck! Hey, maybe you should take it back to your lingerie shop tell him what's up, you know? Oh my gosh! Oh! <laughs> All right, so let's get it ready for season two. Okay, season two. We begin with episode one of season two, 300 something. Gee, I wonder what it's in reference to. Uh, obviously, it's in reference to 300 some 20 years later. <laughs> Lily wants to spend a romantic weekend with Herman. Uh, Bonnie Franklin directs this one. Of course she does. And as a guest star, oh, Zsa Zsa Gabor. And if you don't know who she is, I can't help you. Oh, yeah. I literally can't help you. Oh, once again. That happens every freaking time she goes shopping. She said a naked gun two and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode 2. There's no place like home. The monsters move into a luxurious apartment after a flood damages their home. So, if you flood the house, where's Spot gonna live? Spot is the pet dragon, you see. Yes. And as an insurance adjuster, you have Alan Blumenfeld, who, like Greg, is from Long Island, but unlike Greg, has played a role in How to Be a Hitman. I know that there was a show about how to be Bret Hart. There was How to Be a Pre-Emoji Emoji with Peter Tamarkin. Oh, okay. And uh, he was actually on the recently cancelled Space Force as Shugler. Episode 3 Raging Hormones. Eddie changes his image, much to his parents' disapproval. Because, you know, he's getting on in that age. What He's he's like a 13-year-old 30-something. Because remember, he was asleep for 22 years. Playing the role of Claudia is Laura Mooney, who is known less for being Kelly Kapowski's sister on Saved by the Bell, and more for being Katie Kaboom on Animaniacs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't uh, Kelly's sister fall for Zach? Yes. She made a horrendous error in judgment. Yes, she did. And we never saw her again after that, because according to Dash, she probably effing killed herself. Episode 4. Murder in Munsterland. 
New neighbors take the Munsters murder mystery game seriously. Uh-oh. 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 The neighbors are played by Michael Bell and Leslie Easterbrook. Michael Bell is, of course, a known voice actor. Leslie Easterbrook is... From Police Callahan. Academy. Callahan. Yeah, Callahan from Police, Police Academy. Academy. Yeah. And Police Academy. Oh, legendary. Uh, we need to have a deep watch of all of the Police Academies. Well, just specifically Police Academy 4, because Police Academy 4 is great. That was the best one, if you ask me. That was the best one. That was the apex of the form. That was the apex of the series was Citizens on Patrol. Yep. And I will <laughs> fight, fight me on this. Fight me. I will not disagree. Even has David Spade in it. A young David Spade in Police Academy 4. And the Yama Yama scene. Come on. Yama 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 Yama. All right, let's go ahead. Episode uh, Episode five. 5, The Trial. The Trial. The Trial. Oh, jeez. Herman ends up in court after saving a choking man's life. Why is Herman on trial for saving a man's life? If you ask me, he kind of got into it. It's like Herman Munster seems to be the kind of person who, you know, gets into it. Playing the role of Sam Hawkins. Oh, man, this guy is legendary. Shelley Berman. Shelly Berman. Shelly Berman. And play the role of Sonny Scales is Steve Suskin, who I want to say is a that guy. Nope, he plays the floor manager in Monsters, Inc. So Okay. The floor He's manager at Monsters, Inc. Okay. But was Mr. Hansen in two episodes of Get Real with Anne Hathaway. I believe that's a future entry. And yeah, I we already have. Also- yeah, long yeah. since on the list. Okay. Episode 6. It's a wonderful afterlife. Herman feels like a failure after meeting his prosperous former assistant. That would be Gordon Fenway, played by John Sanderford, who, if I'm not mistaken, plays Zach Morris's daddy. Oh, obviously not Robert Pine in uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, but... Yeah, but he played his dad in Wedding in Las Vegas. Okay, wedding in Las Vegas. And drinking and driving, and rent a pop. Oh, yeah, the drinking and driving episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> what an amazing episode that was. Okay. Also was in an episode of Monk. Oh. I only bring this up because I just learned something about Greg. I just learned something earth-shattering about Greg. Okay, guys. Okay. Okay. This is what I learned about Greg. He likes wings. Yes. And I've never shared this in any of the episodes that I love wings. But you know what? I got to come out and say it. I love wings. Are you amazed that I love wings? I am dumbfounded. Can you believe that this is the first time you've ever heard this story that I love wings? I am shocked. So very shocked. Episode 7. The Eyes Have It. Eddie seeks revenge on a school bully who got him in trouble. And that would be Casey Ellison, who played Brad Penman. 
Brad although, Pittman. Although I'm think I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, this is the same guy who played Alan Anderson on Punky Brewster, and he's a bully. Alan from Punky Brewster. Alan from Punky Brewster. How is Alan from Punky Brewster a bully? I don't know. How? No, Alan from Punky Brewster does not look like someone who is threatening. I don't know what you're thinking, Eddie Munster. I don't know, man. Oh, fun fact, Casey Ellison, nowadays he's working with the uh, Star Wars universe in um, The Mandalorian and the soon-to-premiere Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, so he's working for Lucasfilm now. Mm-hmm. That's great. Alan from Punky Brewster now working for Lucasfilm. That's great. What does he do for Lucasfilm? He's a lighting tech. He's a light. Oh, well, that's great. Next up, it's a sad, sad world. The clan invites Herman's gloomy friend to dinner. The gloomy friend is played by Dan Florek of Law & Order fame, of course. All right. Episode 9. The melting pot. Oh no, why, Grandpa? What are you Grandpa, doing? No, okay, Grandpa strikes a demonic deal to get his wishes granted. Why, Grandpa? Why? Why would you do this? And of course, uh, one of the people in this episode is Lewis, played by Teddy Wilson, who we talked about in a previous installment in Into the Sanford Verse. Because he was in Sanford Arms. Okay. Episode 10, Once in a Blue Moon. Grandpa's estranged wife visits. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's right. Lily's mother, played by Joe DeWinter. I can see why Grandpa has an estranged wife. Because I bet you she couldn't deal with any of Grandpa's shit. Probably. With his stupid-ass inventions. Yep. Joda Winter plays Katja Dracula. She's ate that woman from that thing. Episode 11. Drac the Ripper. Herman thinks Grandpa's buying a series of Ripper murders. Well, thank you, Herman. Thank you. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he was. I mean, come on. This is Grandpa we're talking about. Just look at Grandpa. Just look at him. Surprised he hasn't murdered anyone in the course of this series. I'm surprised he hasn't murdered anyone in the course of the 60s series that we know of. But then again, think about uh, Grandpa in 1313, not 1313 Mockingbird, in just Mockingbird Lane, I'm reminded, oh yeah, he's a bad inventor and he likes to kill people. That totally rates now. Episode 12. Gateman and son. Herman's boss orders the Munsters to take in his son. Gateman is played by Andrew Block. No idea who he is. His son is played by Moosey Dreyer, who would be best known as that guy who was not in the band on Kids Incorporated. Episode 13. Reunion. The Munsters mansion is built with odd characters when the family holds a reunion. Oh, God. So, okay. So, Peter Shuck, I want to say uh, he is related to John Shuck somehow. Okay. Let me he click. is the lookalike brother of John Shuck. Oh, my God. 
But truth be told, John is the older of the two. Yes. Oh, he was on two episodes of Hill Street Blues as Don Chesler. And oh, he was on an episode of L.A. Law in 1990. So you know what that means. He was there at the beginning. No, no, L.A. Law. There I go, confusing Law and Order and L.A. Law again. I know what that means. Play the clip. I really didn't want to talk about it. But you want to talk about legendary playing the role of Igor. Igor. Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks. Yeah. Big legend. Big time. What's he known for? He was in Mork and Mindy as Miles Sternhagen. He was in Cannonball Run 2 as one of the fishermen. Cannonball Run 2. He he actually played an admiral in the original Munsters. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, if you're not like a big on the 70s, 80s panel shows, you probably don't know who Foster Brooks is because he was like on so many episodes of Match Game, Hollywood Squares. He was a guest on The Tonight Show, Break the Bank, Rhyme and Reason. The real Tom Kennedy show, whatever that is. And he actually played a homeless person on a 1986 episode of Small Wonder. Oh, that's terrific. Okay. Foster Brooks's big shtick was he was a drunk. And really, on like Match Game and some of the shows you talked about earlier, he came across as drunk, even though he didn't drink during his heyday. If was a, yeah, if Mike was here, he'd probably look at you funny for not knowing who Foster Brooks was. The man's not wrong. Well, that's his loss. Episode 14, Pants on Fire. Herman, Marilyn, and Eddie make up excuses to keep from doing household chores. Oh, boy. Play the role of Mr. Graves in this episode is Graham Jarvis, who has played Charles Jackson in 16 episodes of... Seventh Heaven. Oh, Seventh Heaven. We don't talk about Stephen Collins. No, no, no. We don't. But Catherine Hicks and Jessica Biel, that's fine. Indeed. Episode 15, Monster Geist. One of Grandpa's devices, shocker, transports Eddie into a TV show. Oh, there's Grandpa with his crappy devices. And now he's put Eddie into a television show. That's not meta. That's not meta at all. (sighs) Episode 16. Never say die. Grandpa's best pal, Leonard the Skeleton, is attacked by a group of poodles. (laughs) Oh my god! That's horrible! That's terrible. That's terrible. Playing a role in this episode is Marty Ingalls, a.k.a. the voice of Pac-Man. Oh, Pac-Man. Yep, and also, he's Fenster in I'm Dickens, he's Fenster. All right. Episode 17, It's a Baby! Herman and Lily recall the day Eddie was born. Aww. Episode 18, 
tell him Herman sent you. Herman opens his own mortuary after losing his job as a grave digger. How does Herman lose a job as a grave digger? How do you lose your job as a grave digger? You'd think that that would be an easy job for Herman, but nope. Uh-uh. Sorry. Uh, play the role of his boss, Mr. Goodbury, is... Uh, I, I just got that. Mr. Goodberry. <laughs> because he's a grave digger, you see. It's... Uh, anyway, playing the role of Mr. Goodberry, Stanley Ralph Ross, who is a prolific, well, was a prolific voice actor and was also in an episode of Batman as Barney Ballpoint Baxter. <laughs> episode 19, Thicker Than Water. Grandpa is outraged when a book slams the vampire code. Playing another vampire, Count Stripkin, is Bill Daly. And Bill Daly, we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Talk about Bob Newhart's show. Talk about I Dream of Jeannie. Talk about Flying High. Yeah, he was in that. But also a frequent panelist. On many game shows, including the Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. Episode 20, Misadventures in Time. Grandpa and Herman travel in a time machine and come back with two unexpected guests. Oh, no! (laughs) They literally pluck themselves out from the past. We have... What? Wait, what? They pluck themselves into the... They plucked versions of themselves out of the past and into the present. They need to hold an intervention with Grandpa. They should just hold an intervention with Grandpa saying, Listen, Grandpa, you have to stop inventing things. Why do you keep doing this? This is all I know. Wait, okay. Play the role of Kid Grandpa is Whit Hertford who was actually in... Wait a second! Kid Grandpa! How could he be called Grandpa when he's a kid? I don't know. Go figure. But yeah, the fact that he dabbled in the voice roles, but nowadays he was in an episode of... Psych. Oh, Psych. Yeah, with Dulé Hill and James Rodé Rodriguez. And Maggie Lawson. Don't forget about her. I'm not going to forget about her. No. I play the role of Kid Herman, Daniel Wilson. Daniel Wilson. Yeah. His last role was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as Shadow Man number three. But he was the journalism teacher in Almost Famous. Oh, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode 21. Will the real Herman Munster please stand up? Herman asks Dr. Frankenstein for help in curing a nasty cold. Episode 22, Deadlock. Grandpa and Herman serve on a murder jury. Oh, God! Yeah, that's what you want to see. Herman Munster, a guy whose morality is, well, he's moral to a fault. And Grandpa, who is, well... (laughs) Not. For all we know, Grandpa could just magically transport the jury to another place with one of his crappy inventions. For all we know, Grandpa probably could kill the jury. 
For all we know, how do we know Grandpa's not the murderer? Episode 23. Take this job and shovel it. Herman and his fellow gravediggers go on strike. Oh, so I think we've established that he got his gravedigging job back. I just picture this being like the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer went on no strike. Grave, at no the grave, ba- no grave, no grave, no grave. Where Kramer, like, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Yeah, where Kramer went on strike at the bagel place for like thirteen years. All right, everybody, I'm back. <laughs> Who are you, Cosmo Kramer? Strike's over. Oh yeah, Kramer. Uh, what? Didn't any of the other guys come back? No, I'm sure they all got other jobs like ten years ago. Wow. Man, well, it kind of makes you wonder what it was all for. I could use someone for the holidays. All right. Toss me an apron. Let's bagel. <laughs> what are those? Those are raisin bagels. Never thought I'd live to see that. No bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Episode 24. This is the season finale. That's gratitude. Herman regrets being kind to a grieving widow who winds up taking advantage of the monsters. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Playing the role of the widow, Joe Hansen, would be Herta Ware, who's been in a lot of things here. She played several old lady roles on Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, and Soap Dish, and Critters 2, the main course. And apparently, oh, okay, because it always comes back to this. She played Yvette Picard in a 1987 episode of TNG. I'm guessing his sister. I hope it's not his mother. Because that would just be weird. Now we go to episodes in season three, which begin with the silver bullet. Eddie's childhood rival returns. Play the role of Matt Glover. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Jonathan Brandis. Oh! Yep. Yeah. Uh, which gives me another excuse to talk about how great Jonathan Brandis was in Ladybugs. Aren't you going to talk about how great Jonathan Brandis was in Ladybugs? Oh, yeah. Ladybugs was incredible. <laughs> Oh, Rodney Dangerfield had to pretend he was a girl to play soccer. (laughs) That's the most ridiculous thing ever, but it's so hilarious. (laughs) Oh, and Sequest. We can't forget about Sequest. Never Ending Story 2. Never ending story two. Oh yeah, that was great too. But Sequest, it was all about that dolphin. The dolphin was the Tony Shalhoub of Sequest. Episode two, the real monsters. The clan sues the director of a home video show. Playing the uh, director, Mr. Sweetser, Eddie Mecca. Eddie Mecca, the big ragu. The big ragu. The big ragu. Hey. 
I'm getting sued by the monsters. Hey, hey, I'm getting sued by the monsters. Hey, I'm gonna have to pay him through the ass. Hey. <laughs> Episode. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did we mention Eddie Mecca was in the million dollar baby parody episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, so you have to mention that Eddie Mecca was in the million dollar baby parody episode of It's Always, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh, what's the matter, Frankie Fatheads? You were afraid she's gonna get knocked out just like you did. Hey, oh! Get this lie no! off of me! No! You stop it! This is my fight, do you understand me? I'm sick of men getting in my way. This is my fight. You hear me? You hear what I'm saying? Uh, uh, maybe we should leave these two alone, huh? Okay, we'll see you next Friday, huh? Beauty versus the Beast 2! <laughs> Come on, Brianna. <laughs> oh, man, I was in the always sunny. Hey! Hey! Episode 3, Wishing You Were Here. For his birthday, Grandpa gives Eddie a magic shamrock so the boy regrettably wishes for the love of a supermodel. Oh, no! Eddie, no! Wait till I tell you who the model was played by. Who was the model played by? Terry Ivins. Oh, Debbie from previous entry, Second Chance 1987 slash Boys Will Be Boys. Yep. And also Debbie, a different Debbie from Wake, Rattle, and Roll. Yeah, it's right. Wake, Rattle, and Roll. Two Debbies, two shows. Two shows. But yeah, Terry Ivins is a very lovely lady. Oh, yes. Episode four Three Monsters and a Baby. Babysitting duties interrupt the TV football game. Yeah. I wonder, hey, I want hey, hey, Greg, what's the what's the title of reference to? Because I honestly wonder. Uh, I wonder too. Hmm. I've, I've got no idea. No idea. No idea what whatsoever. The title is just dancing on top of my head. Get it? Mm-hmm. Episode 5. It's my party and I'll die if I want to. The family assembles Grandpa's pals for his birthday. Grandpa's mom is played by Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy. And Genghis Khan is played... Oh my god! Is it... Hold on. Is it the Genghis Khan from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I don't know. But I know it's a bull. Play the role of Genghis Khan is Richard Wall. Oh, that's great. Oh, Mike, I wish you were here to hear this. I uh, yeah. It's like he didn't think we could cover all 73 episodes. Look at us covering all 73 episodes. Oh, and Sandy Barron was in this episode too. Of course, he is Jack Kloppus on Seinfeld. And fun fact. He would go on to play Grandpa Munster in The Munster's Scary Little Christmas. Oh, the Fox TV movie? No, that would be... uh, I think this is a sequel to the Fox TV movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. One of the Fox TV movies. Yeah, because there were two Fox TV movies. Yeah, Yeah, there was one with... um, 
God, I'm trying to think who. Bro, I know there was there was one with Veronica Hamill as Lily Munster, and there was one with um I think Christine Taylor was a uh, Christine Taylor one. was Merrill. Okay, Edward Herman was Herman Munster. Edward Herman as Herman Munster. That is perfect. And then Veronica Hamill was Lily Munster. Robert Morse was Grandpa. And Christine Taylor was Marilyn. And whoever Matthew Patuchis is, he was Eddie Munster. But then you have the Munster's Scary Little Christmas with Sam McMurray as Herman and Magnuson as Lily. Bug Hall as Eddie. You know, Bug Hall, one of the uh, Little yeah. Rascals. In the Alfalfa Little Rascals from the Little Rascals movie. Yeah, of course. Sandy Barron as Grandpa. And Elaine Hendricks. Elaine freaking Hendricks. As Marilyn. Oh, wow. But yeah. Edward Herman is Herman in that one Munster's TV movie. That's just per- his last name, Herman, and he's playing Herman Munster. I know. Episode six, Making Waves. A surfing angel visits Grandpa. Playing the surfing angel, Cousin Oliver himself, Robbie Rist. Yeah, and at this time he was uh, the voice of Michelangelo, I believe, in the uh, 1990 TMMT movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would have also be rock and roll guy. Rock remember, and roll guy. Robbie Rist is also a musician. That is true. Oh, remember when he was in Sharknado? Yes, I do. <laughs> that was yep. the best. He got killed in Sharknado by the Hollywood sign. <laughs> Episode 7. Just another pretty face. Grandpa accidentally recycles Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Episode 8. Kiss, kiss. Grandpa creates a perfect boyfriend for Marilyn. Oh, no. No, no, no. Jack, what do you have to say? No, no, no. Episode <laughs> Episode 9. Mind Reader. Eddie drinks a potion enabling mind reading. Because oh, that... that's what you give to a teenager. A mind reading potion. I guarantee you Grandpa invented this. And now he's just why? Why? Okay, play the role of Rob, which is presumably one of Eddie's classmates. Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Reach himself. Yeah, we don't need to... Yeah, come on. You all know who that is. We miss you, man. We miss you, man. Episode 10. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Herman vows to become more assertive. Yeah, let me know how that turns out. We actually have a person in this episode. Roy Stewart played in more than 100 commercials in the 70s, best known as Corporal Chuck Boyle in Gomer Pyle, and was actually... Are you ready for this? Okay. He was a security officer in the Hostages episode. Of Holmes and Yo-Yo. Oh, wow. Never call back to the last episode we did in uh, Shuckapalooza Week. 
It's amazing. We, we literally just talked about him. Yeah, we did. Episode 11. A house divided. The family sells the house. Then when Herman Munster's promotion falls through, have to get it back. That's where, because we do this on Zoom, that's where this background comes from. Oh, okay. The background Chico has. Yeah, we have a return from Sandy Barron. We also have uh, Dick Godier in this episode as Manny Glickstein. Oh. Must be the person that sold the house. And then we have Kathleen Freeman. She is the voice, and I really do wish Mike was here. Peg's mom on Married with Children. That's right. Yeah. But she was all a bunch of stuff. She was in Naked Gun 33 and a third. And ironically mm-hmm. enough, since we talked about Fred Ward earlier, she played the mother of Fred Ward's character in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yep. Episode 12, A Matter of Trust. Herman and Lily give Eddie a credit card. Why? Why would you give Eddie a credit card? He's just a kid. Yeah. Um. File this one under. It seems like a good idea at the time. It's not a good idea. No. Like, at all. And the thing of it is, it's like Herman's worst fear is realized at this point. Like, why are you doing this? Episode 13. Large. Grandpa's experiment. Oh, God. I know where this is going. Oh, no. Grandpa's experiment. Ages Herman's boss's son. So this would basically be a parody of Big. Now you get it. The boss, Mrs. Graves, is played by Catherine Cates. Her son is played by... Are you ready for this? Yes. Michael Oliver. And you would best know Michael Oliver as Junior from Problem Child. Yep. That is correct. And Muzi Dreyer plays the older version of Young Andy. Yeah. Episode 14. Genie from Hell. Oh my god. This is great. Marilyn frees a genie with one wish left. Okay. Who's playing the genie? The man you hire... When you have the budget for him, Billy Barty. That's right. It was a thing on TV. Hall of Famer Billy Barty. Yep. Unfortunately, there wasn't another dwarf and a magician with him. So there was no presidential double then? No. Sorry. Episode 15. Lots of luck. A lucky coin benefits Eddie, but harms others. Uh, we actually have a bit of a name on this episode. Play the role of Stephanie is Julie McCullough. Oh, yes, Julie McCullough. Yep, one of Robin's hoods and Robin's hoods. 
but also Julie Costello on Growing Pains. Yeah. And, well, I'm sure you all know the story about what happened with her on Growing Pains, so... I don't need to explain this to you. Google no, it. No, Google it. Episode 16, If I Only Knew How. Herman thinks Eddie can pit hit records. Welcome to the 90s, folks. Episode 17, Beating of Your Heart. Aptitude tests are bleak for Eddie and Marilyn. I'm guessing they're not as smart as they think they are. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Episode 18. Parenthood versus Childhood. The monster parents and children switch roles. Oh, great. It's that kind of episode. Episode 19. Das Trunk. An aunt bequeaths an antique jewelry trunk. Aunt Lucretia is played by uh, Camilla Ashland. She plays Ruby Angles in V and V the Final Battle. Oh. Episode 20. A Camping We Will Go. Marilyn encourages the family to go camping. And of course, we have a return of Mother Earth in the guise of Kay Ballard. So there's something. Episode 21, Breaking the Chain. Herman discards Lily's chain letters. Oh, God. You know who's in this episode as uh, one of the monsters' neighbors? Who? Pat Morita. Oh. Hi, Mr. Watanabe. Uh Mr. Monster. (laughs) You know that the black horse you used to own? Used to own? Yeah. Here. What is it? Your hearse. <laughs> well, not all, just a part. How? Oh, you see, uh, it seems that the steam roller uh, ran over it. You know, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Frederick pancake. Oh, oh, and orange stuff. That used to be Garfield. <laughs> well, cheer up, Hyman. It's not all bad luck. At least you didn't get a ticket. Oh, thank you. Remind me. Almost, I forgot. Also, it seemed you was uh, parked on wrong side of street in front of fire hydrant on a street cleaning day. <gasps> I thought Phantom of the Opera was the most expensive ticket in town. <laughs> Look what they did to my beautiful hearse. I don't believe my bad luck. That's not it at all. Any car can have three flat tires and three blocks and then have the engine fall out and be ruled over by a steamroller and then get a ticket for more than blue book value. Thank you for your concern. Oh, uh, no problem. I enjoy other people's misery. (laughs) Episode 22, Diary of a Mad monster wife. Lily becomes depressed about life as a housewife. And, oh gosh, we have a big name in this episode. Playing Dr. Susan Evans. Oh, yes. The late, the great, Marsha Wallace. 
Yeah. Of course, uh, by then, she would be known less for her many roles on sitcoms in the 70s and 80s, and more for playing Mrs. Krabappel on The Simpsons. Yeah. Episode 23, the penultimate episode of the series, The Bet. On a bet, Grandpa tests Herman's honesty. Playing the role of Boris is Mel Johnson Jr., who is known as Benny, the cab driver in Total Recall. You remember Total Recall, right? Yes. And he was also a Jehu Grant on Liberty, the American Revolution, which was a miniseries back in 1997. But it was also Broca in a 1999 episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Because it all comes back to Star Trek. And I want to say uh, Mark Neely was also a name on this episode. He played a policeman. And he was actually in the short-lived Centennial on NBC. And finally... Episode 24, Family Night. The family goes for counseling. Some could argue that they should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's it. Just, that's it. That's the series. That's the series. Like, And the thing of it is, a bit of a legacy on this series, because if you remember, the original Munsters went on for 70 episodes, 35 episodes for each season. This one went on for 74 episodes. So, four episodes more than the original. Okay. And the Monsters Today actually was, at one time or another, available for view on NBC.com, because, again, Universal Television... Not so anymore. I'm wondering if they moved it to Peacock. I don't know. No, it's not on Peacock. It is not on Peacock? No. Well, apparently it was released on DVD, which was, and now I'm quoting, extremely rare. And there is a copy on the secondary market, if you have the patience to look for it so yeah i mean copies exist out there the dvd's out there i'm wondering if you could watch it for free on youtube you probably can just saying so yeah i mean the shows are out there if you want to find them hey greg you want to end this with a little bit of poetry oh is it time for it was a thing on tv haiku corner it is time for it was a thing Haiku Corner. Okay. Oh, yeah. Music, yeah. Great. Alright, so Chico, you have 17 syllables. What do you got for us this week? 22 years ago. Sleeping sitcom monsters wake. John Shuck's brother. No, I'm clapping. I know I know you're clapping. 
Because I, I, I know, but I don't do snaps. I clap. All right. Because you're not bougie like me. And we can't really ask what happens to this show because, well, it's syndication. I mean, you air it when you air it. If it gets the numbers, then it gets the numbers. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And you can tell uh, by the time season three rolls around, we're just like, you know what? Let's just try anything. But yeah, it seems like, especially with that, the Munsters go to therapy episode, it seems like the show came to an organic conclusion. And then Fox had to go and revisit the premise. But that's another story for another day. But right now, the Munsters today, it was inspired. Inspired lunacy it was. It had the talent in front of the camera. And it had the big budget backing of Universal Television. But after three seasons and 74 episodes, it just became a thing on TV. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of It Was a Thing on TV. But, as I mentioned, Shakapalooza will continue on. In our next episode, me and Mike, we're going to talk about a show so bad. That's got to be, without a doubt, one of the worst shows we've ever covered on this podcast. Let's just say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. But until then, you could go to ItWasAThingOnTV.com, where you can listen to all the episodes all the live shows, all of our past live shows, mini-sodes. And, of course, don't forget that we are on all the socials. We have a Linktree page. Yep, Link. It's at linktr.ee slash it was a thing on TV. Makes following us on all social media so much easier. But yes, and if you're on our YouTube, don't forget to like our videos, subscribe to our feed, and hit that notification bell. So you can stay up to date on all of our future entries. But until our next one, until the grand conclusion of Shuckapalooza Week here on It Was a Thing on TV. That's Greg. I'm Chico. For Mike. Thanks for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! <laughs> <laughs>